You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good afternoon on this live edition of Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season, uh, podcast on the Odyssey app and co-host, of course, of the Jason John Midday Radio Show here in Memphis, Tennessee. On from 11 to 2 on weekdays. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JasonSmith929. Don't worry that I don't have my blue check no more. I've been doing this for a minute. I'm leg- I'm, I'm, I'm an OG in this. Been around a long time. This is my guy, Anthony Sane, Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter. Man who's covered the Grizz for the last 10 seasons. He's been doing this for uh, now uh, last decade. In radio, podcast form, whatever it is, he'll cover it. Uh, whatever form, whatever platform. If you follow him, uh, if you're not following him, you need to be. If you are, you're already a fan. You can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Uh, brother Sane, how you feeling today on this 420? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, okay. We are live. I'm looking at us live now on uh, the free Twitter app. I know I am also not verified on Twitter. I never have been. You uh, never had I it? Never, yeah, never had it. Probably never will be. Uh, quick answer to why I never have been. Um, when I worked for Sports 56, uh, they're not an actual like real radio station, so they don't like. Uh... <laughs> no, they never I'm went sure, through. I'm sure they would refute that saying and say they yeah. real. You know that's real yeah. sports talk. That's real. It's sports. real sports talk, man. Yeah, yeah. For sure. but no, they um they never went through the steps of uh actually verifying the yeah, station. Verifying. Yeah, right. So I couldn't verify myself when I was over there. Uh, I never really got around to doing it when I was with Sports Illustrated. Uh, I could have did it when I was with Grizzly Bear Blues for a short minute. That probably would have came off kind of fuck boys though, because I was I was only over there for about a about a month or so, and then I just don't really care about that type of stuff at all. So well, I certainly don't care for paying for it, and I'm not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, definitely not paying for that it. That makes no sense. And saying they always say you you can't miss what you never had, so uh, I don't I don't blame you one bit, and I ain't gonna miss mine. Uh, first things first, yeah. of course. Uh, you can hear us on Grind Season twice per week during this season. On the free Odyssey app, mention that. You can see us on YouTube, download the podcast, wherever you get them, Spotify. Uh, Just search for Grind Season. That's S-Z-N. Like I said, do us a solid. Uh, Those of you that are supporting us all season long, man, can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Uh, We're always trying to get more, trying to give you our best and get more. On this edition Mm -hmm. of Grind Season, it feels a lot better than it did when we did this podcast two days ago. Grizzlies now headed out to L.A. with the series tied at 1-1. Picked up a 103-93 Game two victory of the Lakers last night. Whoop that trick was rolling. Uh, clearly, the, uh, the home court advantage was back, and that you could sense. I mean, that place was pulsating last night in a way that they, it had not in game one. Um, and 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 you look up, and a guy that you don't expect in Xavier Tillman is out playing Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. So much to so much to talk about and discuss in that game. Uh, we'll do that. Ask saying how he's feeling now because he was down after game one loss. We all were. Uh, but now where is that confidence level on, on our man, Anthony Sane? Topic number two, Dylan Brooks. Uh, been talked about a lot. Had some headline-grabbing things to say after the game about LeBron James. A smart move or dumb move is what I'm going to ask Sane, calling LeBron James old, the king old. Uh, we'll get to that and get to if that's going to mean anything, That if any of that's going to come to fruition or, uh, in terms of outcome of this game come game three the talking between Dylan Brooks and LeBron James. And then finally, uh, very interested to hear what Sane thinks on this, the keys to Saturday's game three. Uh, Grizzlies certainly need to steal one of these next two games in L.A. to take back 
home court. John Morant going to be available. Grizzlies were able to get that win last night without him, obviously, with the hand injury. He got some extra time to hopefully get through that soreness. So that'll be a, a question of whether or not he's playing. We'll run through what we're looking for out of this series uh, or out of this game three as it shifts back to L.A. So that's the show. Uh, same, but let's start here. We mentioned the the nuts and bolts. Grizzlies win 103-93. Great defensive effort, uh, obviously, against Anthony Davis. And in many ways, Xavier Tillman, the man who had been charged with, look, you got to be more of a factor offensively. Right. Exposed for 22 and 13. A man that at one point this season was in the G League uh, out of the rotation. This season. Yes. Says, I want to I keep my legs going and get some mm-hmm. run just because I want to stay ready for you guys. Uh, responded in the – the most surprising way possible by pl- outplaying Anthony Davis. I'm saying I, I have a hard time talking about this game without talking about, you know, first how impactful that kind of performance was from Xavier Tillman. Yeah, for sure, man. He was phenomenal last night. Uh, shout out to the people, the crew at Hooters downtown. Uh, we had another great uh, watch party yesterday. Uh, a lot of love in the building, and, and Xavier Tillman definitely brought it. Uh, I called him out last game. I was like, yeah, I told y'all this is what he's going to be. He ain't ready for the playoffs. He definitely silenced me for sure, and along with another young man. It will definitely uh, – I'm going to do my first ever, like, public apology, man. Like, I, wow. I don't to do that too often because I know we don't give a shit about what y'all think. Like, if, if, if you if, if you agree with me, you agree. If you don't, you don't. If I was wrong, I was wrong. But I always say the sports is something you shouldn't apologize for, but I will apologize later. You tell me what segment you want to do at the end, Jason Smith. But uh, Xavier Tillman definitely was, was incredible yesterday. Uh, 22 points was a season high. Uh, 12 rebounds was the season high as well for Xavier Tillman. Um, sure, I mean, 13 or 12? 13 rebounds, my bad. 13 rebounds. 13 rebounds. Uh, outplayed Anthony Davis. In Man, no question. Who would have who thought that? No so, one. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that and you asked about my, my level of optimism. Um, it's definitely much higher than it was the other day when we recorded. Um, it feels like this is going to be a competitive series where you're talking six, seven games. Um, and I think going back to the regular season, this team just strictly play. I'm not going to say they play better, but they play a different style of play um, when John Morant is on the court. Um, were there moments in the end of the game last year where I was like, yeah, this is where we want John. You know, <laughs> when the Lakers are coming back, you really need the bucket. There are moments where I wish John was on the court. But I did like the way the guys played uh, yesterday. I love the defensive effort from everyone. Not only uh, Xavier Tillman came up big as a guy who didn't have a good game tonight. Uh, David Roddy had good good moments in the game. I'm not going to say he had a particularly great game, but he had some big shots, played exceptional defense on LeBron James. Um, Luke Kennard came in. There was a stretch that really broke the game open, but the Grizzlies hit a three. Uh, David Roddy hit a, hit a three. Luke Kennard, who's known for not being a good defender, that was one of the huge knocks on him. He gets a steal uh, on the inbounds pass, step back three. Six straight points for the Grizzlies, gets the crowd into it. It's feeling like it's, it's destiny at that point of the Grizzlies win. Super exciting game. Um, glad to see that we will be back at FedEx Forum, um, you know, for a game five, if nothing else. And uh, it's it's good, man. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm, I'm going to back off of Grizz in five, at least for right now today. Probably smart. But uh, <laughs> I don't predict us to win the rest of the games. But I think it makes this game three super crucial. I think if you can pull off a win in game three, the proverbial assholes of the Lakers. Excuse me. Let me correct my friends. The, the booty holes of the Los Angeles Lakers will become extremely tight if the Grizzlies win two straight and win Game Three, their first game in wherever they play, Cryptocurrency Bowl Arena or Chico Stick Center or wherever they play. Um, 
yeah, if we can get that game three, the anuses could get very uh, restricted, constricted, excuse me, uh, for the Lakers. How much saying, uh, this question we've been asked today, how closely can they replicate defensively what they did to Anthony Davis in game two? After considering the fact that you know Davis is going to, I mean, he's already been challenged publicly. You just mm-hmm. got outplayed by Xavier Tillman, the guy that was outside the rotation earlier this year. Um, you know, with the employing of the double teams, whether it's Tillman on him, Jaron on him, you would see that constant help come over as part of the reason why Conchar was able to get, you know, a couple of blocks. Roddy got one on him too. How much of that can you replicate out in L.A. in game three with A.D. likely being charged up to say, look, I, I, you know, I have to be the leader. I can't perform like I did in game two. It'll be tough. It's, it's a different level of intensity that you'll get from the Lakers. In yeah. LA, it's a different level of focus, different level of comfort, confidence. You know, they're this is the first game they've played, first playoff game they played since they've had LeBron. Because in the in the championship era, the, the year they won the championship, that was in the bubble. You know what I mean? So this would be the first you know playoff game in Crypto Arena, um, you know, with LeBron James as well. So I'm sure it's going to be crazy energy there. Uh, the Lakers definitely have a fan base. We see that from the from the passion. And the, the attendance of Laker fans you're seeing in the games right now. So I think it'll, it'll be a totally different situation, you would assume. But I'm not going to count out a guy like Xavier Tillman, who uh, he's one of those confidence guys, man. Once he start, once he gets that uh, run of confidence going, you know, that was a stretch of like maybe 10 games where he was playing uh, mm-hmm. very good this season. So he's a guy who's probably as strong as AD, if not stronger. You know what I mean? He's not nearly as tall. Not nearly as athletic, but I think he can, you know, frustrate him in some ways again, like he was able to uh, last game. And also, he's flanked by the defensive player of the year and Jaron Jackson Jr., who in two games, Jason Smith, if I'm not mistaken, has not made more than three fouls. And I, I don't think he's gone into any fourth quarter with more than two. My numbers might be wrong. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I believe that uh, for sure that Jaron has not, I know he hasn't been in foul trouble. I don't think he's had more than three fouls, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, either game uh, had a weird foul called on him last night. Jaren's been phenomenal on both ends. Uh, didn't break 20 points yesterday. Didn't really have to. Would have been great to see him, you know, kind of score during some of those dead moments of the fourth quarter. But it's super exciting to uh, 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 tie the series up at one. You saw the fans get into it. Whoop that trick came out. Yeah. Me and my friend Jason Mitchell won Hooters. We were beating on the bar, screaming, beat LA. It was the shit. I'm yeah, glad it was it was fun times back in the FedEx Forum, man. And yeah. like the like the tweet I put out yesterday, it was like the Undertaker uh, raising back up from the dead. For sure. Were you surprised? Well, that's not the question I want to ask. But you talk about a, a benefit. You talk about catching a break. You know, John Moran gets to rest that hand up, that bruised mm-hmm. hand up for another couple of days. You're able to win that game uh, without him. You think there's any way he doesn't go in Game Three? Um. You're looking at that game would be when Saturday, right? Saturday. He's got two today. He got today and Friday. Friday all day. Set. Well, I don't know what time it. I don't know. Ah, uh, that's a night game. It's a late game. I'm pretty sure. And then oh yeah, it's probably a 9 p.m. game. Huh? And then it's gonna go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where you only got the one get you know the one day off in between. So yeah. he's really benefiting from this this extra time off in the first part of this series. I'm probably about 60 40 that he plays. So you weren't surprised last night that he didn't play? Not really. I, I not really at all. You're saying you still think 60-40. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't surprise okay. at all that he didn't play. Um he he um I was paying attention to certain things the Grizzlies do 
the sweat did the sweat. I thought that told us. And I thought yeah, he, he had to he had the comfy fit on, man. A, a comfy job normally means active job. But we forgot also he was wearing John Morant branded gear on day one day of the day ones of the mm. day one. So mm. that probably led more to him not having just you know whatever designer outfit on. He had his Nike gear on because he you know that shoe dropped yesterday as well. Shout out to that man. Uh, hate to get off track. Hate to get off focus, but that was a big day yesterday for John. Yeah, man, they went fast. Yeah, I'm I'm an old man who feels a way that I couldn't get my nine year old a pair of size sixes. Just dropping hints for y'all if y'all got a size six out there. But um, I, I do feel upset that I was able to get a pair for my son. Um, but shout out to John Morant, man, for having the shoe that's totally sold out. Well, you know, virtually sold out at least as far as, as, far as online is concerned. Of course, you'll be able to find some in some stores here and there, some returns, things like that. But as far as what they classify as a sellout, it says sold out on Nike. And I'm sure it's the same way on every other uh, store or retailer that you look up. That's That's an amazing thing, man, especially when – you go in this is memphis so we have the nike outlet here and we have the, the nike employee store mm-hmm. when you go to the employee store you go to the outlet and there's branded shoes by players that you see readily available you know i can get up right now and go get a pair of zion jordans if i want to from the store i could go get some jason tatum's from the store jordan brand anytime i could go get some Kyrie's. i could go get kd's right now you know what i mean like no problem but for john moran's shoe to drop day one and they're gone before you get your cup of coffee in, you know, before you send your kids off to school, that's an amazing, uh, amazing day for him. I'm sure he's super excited, and I'm sure it makes him want to get back on the court like we talked about for game three. Yeah, Nike being very smart here with the trickle-out release of the, you know, one colorway, and then I think in a couple of weeks or whatever we'll have the we'll have the next one. So they're being very you – it know, keeps demand up high. The stores are packed. The lines are long. Yeah. I had to get on right at 9 a.m. to get a little Chris a pair, my son a pair. Uh, but I was there, was able to get it through – uh, before that thing got out of there, I think first 15, 20 minutes, most of the regular sizes yeah. were gone. So, yeah, mm-hmm. salute to Ja on a successful official uh, day one shoe release of the day one Ja ones. Uh, you are listening to the Grind Season Podcast, of course, with Anthony Sane and yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the Free Odyssey app. Uh, find us on YouTube now. Hit that subscribe button. Help mm-hmm. us out. And also find us on Spotify. We're everywhere. Just search for Grind Season SZN. That brings us to topic number two, Saint. Before and you move on, though, shout out today. We, we are experimenting. We're going live on Twitter. It's, I love it. I like it. We got 259 it's, it's people. It feels the same, but but there's a difference. Yeah. So live mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, we're live on Twitter right now. Y'all can at the tweet if you got something to say. Uh, Innovation. You want to do. Yeah. Innovation. Yeah, man. This might even be us. This might be AI for all y'all know, man. This might be some other dudes. In the it could be with might everything be. that's AI. Might be. Might be. Uh, might be. Might be. Dylan Brooks, yeah. uh, after that game uh, in which LeBron James, 38-year-old LeBron James, had 28 points on 12, 23 shooting, 12 rebounds, but clearly could not carry that team by himself mm-hmm. in that game. Uh, Dylan Brooks had some comments afterwards, said he respected LeBron as a legend, but in terms of you know guys on the court, LeBron's old. He only respects players that give him 40. Uh, had a lot to say. He also said uh, – would have loved to have faced the old Cleveland and Miami Heat LeBron James rather than one he's going now. Uh, so nice couple of stabs. Uh, had had the reporters in there laughing. Some of them saying, ooh, you done did it now. There was a lot of that, a lot of that too. Uh, saying smart move, dumb move. Is it a move that's going to matter? What do you think about Dylan Brooks' comments? Bro, you know I love this shit. You know I was 
watching that shit and was dying laughing at, at Dylan Brooks, man. I watched it again this morning uh, in the midst of the 420 celebration uh, that I decided to uh, participate in this morning. Hey, I'm hey. watching I'm watching Dylan Brooks, man, like going off, talking about um, LeBron James. And I think you, I think it was you who said it. Props to my boy Drew Hill, man, who who is a notorious quote grabber. <laughs> I guess that's the word. He's a quote, uh, what's the word? In, initiator, so to speak. Uh, Drew Hill has a way, a uh, very uh, finesse way of uh, getting those out, out, yeah. out of uh, guys like Dylan Brooks. And he uh, kind of set him up for it. Dylan took the bait and he ran with it for sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't knock what he's saying though, man. Like, don't ask me a question like that and expect me to like, be afraid of LeBron James because people have to understand LeBron James is damn near 40 years old, man. LeBron LeBron James is five years younger than me. LeBron James is older than the women I date by a bit. (laughs) The women I date are a little bit uh, lower than that threshold. You know what I mean? Mid-30s for you? Yeah, I like like a woman to be like 37, 38-ish. I mean, LeBron's, you know, he's he's about to turn 39. He's, he's, he's He's outside of my boundaries. But um, I, I mean, Dylan didn't say anything really out of turn, other than he's old. I mean, but he is, and people have to understand that. And and people are trying to make it like it's some psychological game he's playing with uh with with uh LeBron or whatever. Like he's, he's got this master plan or whatever. I don't even think it's that deep, man. I think I think Dylan Brooks is in a season of branding Dylan Brooks, and yeah. I think he's doing a hell of a job of doing it. You know what I mean? Because what does he really have to lose? I was listening to Gary Paris before we came on, um, and him and Ben and Shout out to those two guys. Uh, new show, yep. New right. show, the Gary Paris show over on Grind City Media, and uh, and Ben was like, "Oh, you know they're gonna tear." I mean, GP was like, "You're gonna tear him apart," you know, on Twitter. And no, Ben was like, "They're gonna tear him apart on Twitter," and GP was like, "You know, so what?" <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm high. I'm halfway high. But one of them said something like that. But what I'm trying to say is. What does that really matter in the whole grand scheme of things? Because if anything, it keeps Dylan Brooks' name out there. It makes him a known villain, whatever. They're going, they okay. LeBron goes out, scores forty. So what? You're, you're talking about me. Dylan don't even have a Twitter account. That's what Ben and Doyle said. You know what I mean? So um, why not, bro? You're a competitor. You're competing on the highest level against one of the greatest of all time. Why would you not? you know, revel in that moment. And it, it, people, I know we do the, the, the battery pack thing and all those type of things, put a battery in the guy's back, but this is the playoffs and this is game three, first game in LA. I don't think LeBron needs uh, Dylan Brooks, you know, to motivate him or to let him know how important this is with the Grizzlies having after winning the game, now have an opportunity to take home court advantage back. Um, I think you definitely want to, um, Come out big, and I, and we know that LeBron has can go off like that anyway. Um, I think it's gonna work out though, man. I, I think that we're gonna win Game Three. Uh, wow, you're gonna steal Game Three? The I think I think we game. I think we found something, and I and here's the thing. Um, Austin Reeves had his out of this out of this planet game. He came back to Earth the other night. He wasn't bad, but he just had a regular you know Austin Reeves game. Yeah, Rui Hachimura, you're not doing that three nights in a row. And he wasn't going off on three like he was the other night, last night. But that's just not who Rui Hachimura is. D'Angelo Russell is who we thought they were, thought, thought he was. He plays for, for the group. 
Right. He plays for the Grizzlies. Yeah, that's true. He signed a he signed a 10-day deal. I just hope this playoff series is over in 10 days. He signed a 10-day contract <laughs> to play with your Memphis Grizzlies. But I think that what we did last night is what we are. That's how we play. There's going to be some guy that's up, this next man up all the time. That's how we play when Jaws not out there. And I think that what we did the other night was repeatable. You didn't get much from Jaron the other night. Bain went crazy in the first half. In the second half, he wasn't really going off like that. It was much more, you know, Tillman and other guys, you know, coming up down, down the stretch. I think that what we did was repeatable. I know it's the road. I know it's a road game. Understand all those things. Um, I think we. I'm I'm big on formulas, like like the how I think it's going to be won. The first time I was saying it was going to be we're going to win the first two games at home. We'll split one in L.A. We'll come back and get it at the crib. I still think we win this series, and I think the way that that happens is you win game three, you avoid going down 2-1 or ultimately 3-1. I think you're going to get one, and I think this is the game you're going to get, Um, especially if you get a focus and – what's the word I'm trying to say? Did his homework from sitting on the bench last game, John Morant. I believe Mm -hmm. if John comes in and realizes, hey, I see how to beat these dudes. I've seen it. And if we can do that on the defensive end and move the ball around and just win those moments where we're not scoring, then I can go in and take over. I think that that's a formula where the Grizzlies can definitely win. But I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not mad at anything Dylan said. I loved it. It was entertaining. We forget that basketball, the NBA, is entertain, entertaining. It's no skin off my back if, if, if Dylan Bruce goes out there and gets cooked. It just makes the game that much more exciting because you know you're going to see those two guys go at it. And I'm not mad at him. Like he said, I understand who he is. I understand he's one of the greatest players of all time. But when we get on this court, he's just another basketball player to me. Like, I'm not going to – that's part of the edge you have to have. I can't give LeBron the advantage of thinking that I think he's anything other than the guy across from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm sure LeBron gets it. And just being honest, LeBron's not the same dude. He's not He's not Miami Heat LeBron. He's not Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron. Well, he's, he's also not even a foot injury. Everybody just talking about yeah, this old, yeah. but he's also coming off that foot injury. Yeah, he's not he's not a couple years ago in the bubble, LeBron, who's also you know a monster. So he's just not that guy anymore. I mean, he's he we've seen we've seen him do some amazing things even still, but it's not the same LeBron James that, that, that gave you nightmares a few years ago. He's never uh played a game against LeBron's 13 of them where LeBron scored 40. Uh I was reading Tim McMahon's story. Oh, his high scoring total is 34. He's averaged 25 on 52% shooting, but just 25 in the 11 of uh, regular season games. It's 13 total, two in the playoffs. Uh, but he did, you know, 25 points. He ain't scored 40 on him yet. Uh, I don't think LeBron's going to go for 40 because I don't think he'll be playing into this very much. I think LeBron's mm-hmm. going to look to be a tactician, uh, going to try to tear him apart with the passing. And, again, getting back to when this Lakers team is at its best uh, with Anthony Davis as the, the number one option. But that's sort of what we're uh, going to get into in topic number three. Of course, you're listening to the uh, Grind Season podcast. Uh, you can get us on the free Odyssey app. Get us on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And go Spotify, wherever we are, everywhere now. Sane's got us innovating. He's got us live. Hey, on live YouTube. on Twitter, man. Yep, we're doing new things every time. It feels good. Uh, and and uh, we appreciate you guys that have been rolling with us and those that are checking us out. Uh, topic number three. I mean, we've we've touched on it. Josh seems like, and whether he returns or not, seems like a big part of, you know, your game plan for Game Three. But uh, some of those questions, saying we, I, I, you know, I asked you what you thought on whether he would play. Let mm-hmm. Let's assume that he does. If you're talking to John Moran, 
right? If you're advising him, if you were, uh, if you were Taylor Jenkins, are you saying, all right, Ja, go out there and be you, play your game? Or are you telling him, listen, man, that ball moved really well. I mean, he saw it when he was out for the nine games saying he even spoke on it during the suspension. That ball moved really well side to side without you. And I was making this point today. If you if you tell Jada to adjust it, right, and he's capable of it to be in, I'm not saying be pass first mm-hmm. and distribute the whole way, but you take maybe a little pressure off him with the hand injury to go out there and feel like, hey, I got to go win this game, go be the leader, take Jaron out of that number one offensive spot, I'll do it. You you know, if you go out there and say, hey, man, just play like Ty's did last night, just move that ball around, doesn't it? Isn't, right. that, that, isn't that better for your offense right now, again, with Jada right. limited? And isn't that better for Ja Morant, not putting too much pressure on that hand? I think in a perfect world, sure, you could get uh, Taylor Jenkins to pull Ja Morant to the side and be like, hey, Ja, I want you to play more like Tyus. <laughs> why don't you give yeah. it a go just like old yeah, TJ the there? Right way, though, obviously, but you know yeah. what I mean. I, yeah, forget. yeah, I think in a perfect world, you could do that. But I think the thing that you need to do is to trust Ja Morant to be one of the best players in the NBA, which is what he is, regardless of what is obvious some that things look different when he's out there. And, I, and I'll also say this. I think that the Tyus Jones thing is real. I think that we definitely do play a different style of basketball oh, when Tyus is. is there. And I also think that Coach Jenkins can coach the team a different way when John Moran is out there. We talked about that a few months ago here on the podcast. But I think that that's also a result of you are a football fan. You're an NFL fan, Jason Smith. You're a much bigger NFL fan than myself. I'm I'm not really the biggest fan of the Negroes for Lease League. Uh, that's what I say in the oh, But uh, <laughs> But with that being said, one thing that I do um understand a lot is it's hard to tie these stories together on 420. I'll tell you that, Jason. What was I just talking about? Could you could you help me? In what terms of we were talking about game three keys. Oh, I got it. I got it. You pulled it back together. Yeah, I got it. I pulled it back together. All right. You know how, like, your quarterback could get hurt or whatever? Yes, your football. Then, like, like yep. uh, Johnny Numbnuts comes in and he's your, your backup quarterback. And you never heard of Johnny Numbnuts, but you know he was, like, pretty good at Colorado State or whatever. Yeah, but uh, Brock Purdy, like, we, we just did this with the Exactly. Like, he, uh, good? Uh, yeah, he's good. he ends up coming in being good? He ends up coming in being awesome. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I wonder is that's not really the best case, but like it might you might have a pretty good like this happens with the Dallas Cowboys a lot, it seems like they got a pretty good QB, they got a good QB. He goes down, Johnny Numbnuts comes in, Johnny has a nice little run of games. And you're like, oh man, is Johnny Numbnuts so better than better, right? Yeah, is, is he better than that guy? No, I don't think that's he's better nice. than that guy. It's just that we don't know anything about this dude. We don't know how to game plan for y'all when sure. when quarter QB one isn't out there. And I think that, yeah, the Tyus thing, they play differently. And if, like we talked about, the Lakers are going to have to play us different now. They can, they're going to take Vanderbilt. They're not going to stick Vanderbilt on Tyus Jones. You know what I mean? So they're playing a whole different style of play. We're seeing a different defense now. The Lakers are adjusting to what we are. But I think in a seven-game series, that will run its course real fast. You're, the Grizzlies' best team is when John Moran's on the court. So if I'm telling Jenkins, no, I'm not particularly going to tell him to change his style of play. Okay. I, I'm going to trust that John Moran has seen – how we look without him. Saw how we looked when we were when he was suspended, and I think he'll rise to the occasion and find a way to fit in in the biggest stage NBA playoffs. So I'm not really worried about if they have if they need to have that conversation. I want his hand to be 80 to 90, whatever his threshold is, whatever percentage of being correct has him out there. Um, 
they were saying yesterday, like I was saying yesterday, I think this is more of a functionality thing than the pain. I think the pain thing is real, but I think there are certain things he just wasn't physically able to do. Gripping the ball. Yeah, and I'm hoping those things, like I said, I'm 60% that those will be fine by Saturday night, I think is what we said, but uh, we'll see uh, when it comes down to it. So I think that Ja coming in, um, performing is going to be well. That's, that's definitely going to be a key. Uh, if he's playing or not, I think it's going to be a key. Either one way or another, like we've seen. Uh, Jaron Jackson keeping that same energy on the road in a hostile environment yeah. where the crowd isn't on your side. And the, and, and the rest might be getting swayed. Or because you get a foul, the crowd is on your ass now, and now you're emotional, and you go get another one or and those type of things. Jaron uh, staying on the court because he's he's been phenomenal. Our biggest fear, our biggest nightmare going into this series wasn't Rui Hachimura, wasn't Austin Reeves. It was simply – it wasn't even Dylan Brooks, which is crazy. It was Jared Jackson Jr. staying on the court and avoiding foul trouble. So I think that's a definitely another key to the game. Uh, and uh, finally, I'll say uh, the others, guys knocking down shots, whether it's uh, Luke Kennard, whether it's David Riley, who they're pretty much leaving open a lot. If he can knock some of those shots down and make you pay. Uh, if a guy like John Conchar, if he's getting minutes now, can he knock down shots? I think you, Desmond Bain, of course. I think guys are going to have to – you're going to have to probably have a 12-13 made three-pointer night uh, to come away with a win. Well, and then the last thing, because you took me there, part of Jaron staying out of foul trouble is the guy we mentioned to start the show, Xavier Tillman. I'm not – there's no way I don't think that you see another 22-13 and out of Xavier Tillman, especially with Mm -hmm. the way that, uh, you know, that Anthony Davis has been clowned about giving up that performance. But I I say that to say this, he feels now, a guy that was outside the rotation, he – his presence on the floor and what it does for keeping Jaron out there and what it does in keeping Anthony Davis honest on the defensive end, his presence mm-hmm. feels almost as important, as crazy as it sounds to be this coming out of my mouth, as Jaron being out there, as you know, whether or not you got job back, like because you don't have any other options. And we saw it. If you've got to go to Santi, if you've got to go another direction, if you got to make Jaron the five to guard mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, you can get into whether that's foul trouble, where it gets into whether Santi's ready. Um, I'm saying all that to say that, man, all of a sudden it feels like Xavier Tillman. And again, if it's 10 and eight, I think that's still aggressive enough. It's assertive enough that it keeps Anthony Davis honest, but he's yeah. got to be on the floor, bro, to keep Jaron out of foul trouble. His yeah, presence, yeah, he, has, his presence if has Tillman, been- If Tillman is making Anthony Davis look like a regular dude, that definitely was one of the major reasons why we were able to win in the night. Huge. Tillman, yeah, Tillman outplaying, let's say it, Xavier Tillman, who gave you nothing in game one, outplayed one of the greatest bigs we've seen in the modern era of basketball, Anthony Davis. He outplayed him. You know what I mean? That's just undeniable. I would like to see Xavier Tillman go off like uh, Dylan was going off the other night. With the, you know, with the, I mean, it was it been the same type of thing. Um, but, yeah, like I, I agree with you. That's definitely a key that I didn't think about, but that definitely is a major key. If he can not replicate, I don't expect him to do what he did the other night again. Like right, you said, if he right. can give you a 10 and 8, you know, 12 and 10, one of those type of games, and, and make uh, Andrew Davis work, be able to defend him um, and keep him at bay again. That's the bigger part. Andrew Davis only had like 12, 14 points, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Yep. So I think if Tillman can do that again, you're looking at, you know, definitely winning for him. Yep. Uh, hopefully the Grizz can do it. Saints got him winning game three. I so I, I got I, I that happens. I do feel good about the Grizzlies taking one of these, and I knows I pointed out that this is – Why uh, not the first one? Yeah, it's not a good road team, but um, – Hopefully with the, you know, John Morant back, the charge, that's going to give them. 
with the defensive game plan you employed on AD, you saw that worked. Maybe you can get some of that again. Uh, maybe you could steal game three out of there. I know that environment is going to be charged up. You mentioned crypto, you know, having the playoffs. Like it's going to – we already saw it get hyped with uh, when Shannon Sharp was up in there. He'll be back. Yeah. You know, you lost the two games out in L.A. So lot to uh, lot to look forward to tomorrow night. I think Grizzlies last I looked were a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how take LA the reacts. points. Yeah, oh, take, I, I think I take those. Saint says take the uh, take the four and a half. Take whatever. We'll take the uh, take the take the points. Uh, we will see. I'm looking forward to it. No, you are too. By the time we come back next week, let's see. We we'll have a game Saturday, a game Monday. So we may be responding to two games. Heck, maybe the Grizz, mm-hmm. maybe the Grizz up three one, saying you end up being right hey. over one. Hey, they up three one. Hey, Grizz Still, five. Four, it's coming five, back up. Yeah, it's still it's coming back out. But thank y'all for, for tuning in today, man. On this 420 edition, we decided to do something a little different. Thought some of y'all might be at the house since it's 420. And shout out, we had we we currently have 260 people looking at us right now, Jason Smith. That's what's wow, up. all that, y'all. Shout out. That's not just 100, like, not 260 eyeballs. That's actually 260 different 260 live people and 520. Dig that. Well, that's man. Appreciate this innovation thing, which we we, we yeah, we, man. Yeah, we're cutting edge on that. Next time it might be, I might be AI on here. Yeah, you never tell who might be Andre Iguodala and Alan Iverson. Yeah, that one. Uh, that is today's episode, today's live episode. Enjoy doing this with you, brother. Wouldn't have happened if not for uh, to our producer Drew Barrett. So we certainly appreciate him. Uh, for Anthony Sane, the the true talent here. For my man Drew Barrett, I'm Jason Smith. Remember to stay on your grind going into Game Three. Put some smoke up, Sane. Yes, sir. Happy 420, y'all.